Start your day the right way by taking charge of your physical and mental fitness. It's important to know your numbers. They determine if your blood pressure is high or low, your cholesterol balance, even your blood sugar level, heart rate, and much more. Get tested by visiting your doctor, clinic, or stop by at any health center closest to you. Take control today. This message is from Doctors On Air with Dr. Pamela. It's Wednesday, September 20, and Doctors on Air with Dr. Pamela returns. And this time, we're talking suicide prevention, understanding the signs and seeking help. Guest doctor, Mimuna Yusuf Kadri. She's MD, CEO, Pinnacle Medical Services, alongside the founder, Anti-Suicide and Depression Squad, mental health advocate, Mr. Asobele Dare. For more information on Doctors On Air, kindly follow on social media, Doctors On Air NG, on Facebook and on Instagram, and on X at Doctors On Air underscore NG. Doctors On Air with Dr. Pamela this Wednesday at 8 a.m. is proudly supported by Classic FM 97.3, MediCenter, and The Bridge Clinic. Stay tuned. This is Doctors on Air with Dr. Pamela. Good morning. Today we'll be talking about suicide prevention, understanding the signs and seeking help. Last week we had the World Suicide Day, Suicide Prevention Day, or Suicide Awareness Day, on the 10th of September. So this week we're going to be taking it further. But first, the news. Doctors on Air News In a study, it has been found that turmeric may be as good as OTC drug omeprazole for treating indigestion. Participants experienced a significant reduction in symptom severity after taking turmeric supplements for 28 days. Curcumin found in turmeric has anti-inflammatory properties that reduce inflammation. Turmeric can be added to tea, stews, curries, or taken in supplement form. Researchers found healthy habits can help reduce your depression risk. Healthy lifestyle factors include regular exercise, good quality sleep, and interacting with friends. Brain volume and certain biomarkers are also positively associated with a healthy lifestyle. Sukor for Ibejuleki Residences Council offers free health services. The Bejuleki Local Council Administration in Lagos State launched a free medical service and subsidy relief initiative with five components. For residents of the council, however, the commencement of the free medical checks and drugs distribution has been greeted with immense joy and appreciation. This is because the majority of residents who have been beneficiaries since the program began about three weeks ago are indigents who cannot afford high costs of Medicare. Let's not forget you can watch previous programs of Doctors on Air with Dr. Pamela via the YouTube channel at Doctors on Air NG. Kindly follow and subscribe. 
And if you missed any episodes of Doctors on Air with Dr. Pamela, then not to worry as you can catch up on podcast series. And that's available on popular platforms such as Apple, Spotify, Amazon. All you have to do is Google by searching Doctors on Air on the various platforms. That's it on the news. It's back to Dr. Pamela. Thank you, Dr. Maimona. It's always a pleasure to have you on the program. Thank you, ma'am. Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much. Good morning. Just in case anybody is here that doesn't know what it means, can you tell us in layman's terms what it means? Layman's son, just as the word is, as the, the word um, suicide is, is a death that is caused by your self-inflicted injury with the intent to die. And so... It could be completed suicide or it could be an attempted. So some people can survive while some people, you know, um, die from suicide. But I want to also quickly say this, that at this point in time, we do not like to use the word permitted suicide because it sounds like as if it's a crime. Um, anybody who has attempted to end his life was, is, was or at that point in time, obviously feeling hopeless, worthless, helpless and just want the pain or challenge he or she is facing to wear. So for every case of completed suicide, the truth is that this person never really wanted to die. He or she just wanted the pain to just go away. Of course, it ended up in suicide. So suicide is serious public health issue that doesn't only affect the members of the family of this individual that has taken his or her life, but of course, the holy friends and general society. And there are sobering facts that comes out from the fact that over 700,000 people are affected by this every year. Over 700,000. That's almost a million. And for every, yeah. And for every 40 seconds, somebody somewhere is dying of suicide. In every 100 deaths a year, one of those persons must have died from suicide. And it will be clear for everybody to understand that Young people are very vulnerable, especially the ages of 15 to 29. They are very, very vulnerable and at risk of suicide. Suicide is the fourth leading cause of death among um, these people. And men die from completed cases of suicide more than women. Women tend to have attempted cases of suicide more, or men uh, more. And of course, this is exactly what we're generally seen in society these So as of 2012, the World Health Organization declared suicide as a public health emergency. Well, now, you know, you've said many things that sort of ring bells, but first, you know, who is at risk? What are the risk factors? Because we're talking now about understanding the signs and seeking help. So for people who are out there who need to understand the signs, not only in themselves, but also in people around them, very good question because sometimes when when somebody dies by suicide, you hear some certain people talking about how could he have killed himself? He's very selfish. He's going to go to hell. Hello, no, that is not it. The truth is that when somebody eventually gets to that point where he or she feels that I'm done, this world is nothing for me. I'm not needed yet. The pain is just too much. That person doesn't really. It doesn't come to this person's mind again anymore that, they, that they, their loved ones are missing. And for every death of that, any case that somebody dies from suicide, over 130 people get to suffer for it. 
because of friends, family members, colleagues. So what are these risk factors? One singular highest risk factor for suicide is an attempted suicide in the past. So when somebody attempts suicide and he or she didn't die, please don't snoop on it. It's just like a, a, a case of a child who has had seizure. Don't send the mother and the child back home and say, whenever the child has seizure, bring him or her back. No. Take the person in, open a suicide caution chart, find out why the person, you know, uh, uh, why the person did what he did, and ask specifically, are you happy to be alive? Now that you survived, is it, is it okay by you? Are you happy? Some people will tell you, no, they are not happy. That is a sign. Some people will tell you, yes, they are happy, but you still have to watch it. So if the highest you know, uh, risk factor completed case of suicide is a previous history of suicide attempt. Then, of course, people that have mental health challenges like depression, schizophrenia, anxiety. And this is also rate high in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the risk factor chart. Another um, risk factor is long-term pain or disabling or terminal illness. So debilitating illness, pain, end-stage cancer, that is also, you know, very, you know, emotionally draining financially and all that. Then, of course, if somebody has is expressing their feelings of hopelessness, or somebody has legal or money issues. Don't just trivialize and say, "Ah, do Nigeria is also owing now." That is not. That is Nigeria. This is an individual. <laughs> so, money or legal issues that could be a risk factor. Violent or impulsive behavior. So, when you have that friend, they're like, "Leave him more. Leave out." This person is always like this. No, it, uh, impulsivity. Somebody with anger issues, you know, that person is also at risk. Then people that take substances, alcohol, other substances, you know, when they're in that state, they don't even know what they're taking. Especially these clothes that they are seeing these days, that they'll be hitting their head after they finish taking it. They could actually, you know, arm themselves. And somebody that has access to self-harm methods, like firearms, medication, uh, insecticide, you know, Dr. Pam, Suicide is very high among doctors because when a doctor is carrying medication, injection, nobody's going to ask why are you taking those yeah. medications because they can actually harm themselves. Then relationship factors. Somebody with a history of physical, emotional, or sexual abuse or neglect or even bullying. So you see this domestic violence issue or someone that has just been served breakfast. That's the word that Gen Zs and millennials and, you know, uh, and the uh, alpha generation use. If you have relationship problems, somebody, you know, your boyfriend has uh, broken your heart or your Different, so you have to serve breakfast. That point, that person just take an irrational decision and end it all. So you have to also check up on those people. Then, loss of relationship through breakup, like what I said, divorce or death. And of course, a family is of death by suicide. If somebody has died in the family by suicide, that would be it. Then, of course, social isolation and lack of support. You saw what COVID did to us isolation, not those lockdown, that was a mess. Then, when that come to cultural, community, and societal factors, they're talking about, you know. People that are, have this cultural hold, like the Asians, there's that norm that their values, that if you break those values, they talk, you do this, what we call honor, honor suicide. I'm like wondering, like in Japan, there's a forest where if you have committed or you just feel everything is lost, you walk into the forest, that means you are going to kill yourself. That, I don't know, in Nigeria, we are still, you know, an okay, we don't have that. We yes. don't have that. So, yeah, so... That's so some cultural hold, some cultural um, religious beliefs that suicide is a noble option to resolving a personal dilemma. Those are some of the things that you know we can look at. And of course, the society when they lack when they lack access to healthcare services, especially mental and substance abuse treatment. Though we have those things, but they are not enough. And out of pocket payment is much more than, which is over 70%, much more than what people can just, you know, go in. Our HMOs, even if they have mental health services, is still quite limited. 
and not all HMOs and the health insurance scheme over so those are some of the community, cultural, and societal factors, including our relationship and individual factors that make people um, that make people prone to be at risk of suicide. Now, how about because we don't have much time, I want to dive straight into it. How about seeking help? You know, how easy is it for people to seek help? Where can they seek help? You know, you mentioned the issue of calling so-called about committing suicide. Is suicide um, still a crime? Because it was a crime before, is it still a crime? Do you understand? So these are some of the factors that, you know, some people can even have had somebody who has committed suicide in their house or attempted it and they don't know where to go for help because they're afraid. Yeah. So the first rule about, you know, access to care and access to, because the theme for this year, which has been a triennial thing, is creating hope through action. And that is what we are all doing now. You know, giving hope, strengthening um, um, uh, um, advocacy, letting people know where they can assess help and all that. A lot of times, there are warning signs. In fact, suicide is said to be 100% preventable. And there are warning signs. So if somebody, like somebody telling you, now, if I die, I know people will not, if people will not cry, people will not kill. That is a warning sign. Or somebody who, who has always been holding on to a, you know, a Lamborghini, Bugatti, all those kind of cars, or LV bags, or Hemi's bag, all of a sudden you say, ah, Dr. Pam, you know that bag, but come and take this bag. Eh? Start dashing out things. Those are warning signs. No? Change is what we should look at for. Changing attitude, changing mood, changing sleeping pattern, changing eating pattern. Those are things that we should watch out for. Whether they have increased, or they have decreased. It could be some some of the things that the person is going through. Of course, issues with regards to you know substance abuse. Are we planning their own death? So access to care. The truth is that mental health services are available in Nigeria, even though they are not enough. They are not enough. We are, we are highly defeated. And of course, with the Jackman syndrome, we see worse. We have one psychiatrist to one million Nigerians. We see have one psychologist to 100,000 uh, Nigerians. So, there's a paucity of human resources that are there. But services that are available that are there. The first rule is for us as individuals to create an enabling environment and safe spaces for people that are dealing with challenges to be able to speak up and speak out. Because when we normalize mental health conversations, it's easy for people to seek for help and, of course, encourage help seeking behavior. And thereby, with that, you can talk to a trusted family member. You do not have to rush to a therapist. You don't have to run, run to a psychologist or, or, or a psychiatrist. But that enabling environment where it's a safe space for you. Well, of course, when you can speak up, nobody will judge you. Nobody will be uh, apostolic towards you. Nobody will criticize you. And, of course, treatment, just knowing the cost. Why is this person suicidal? Is it clinical depression? Treat depression. Is it schizophrenia? Treat schizophrenia. Is it grief? Is it pain? Is it loss of a relationship? No therapy is there. Counseling is there. And the person can get there. But of course, if the person needs to stay on admission for you to watch the person, then you should also do that. Mm. Well, I mean, I must say this is all very good, but you still haven't answered that first question. Is it a crime? Yes. So we have the Mental Health Act. Hallelujah. Good and the hand in life, which is a good thing. But again, that part of the law is still shady because it has been said that if you attempt to end your life in Nigeria, that's why we are about 200 million Nigerians. If you survive, you will go to jail. It's a misdemeanor and it's mm -hmm. determined to one year imprisonment. Which to me, it doesn't really make sense. 
So the new act now has some provision for first access to care, going for therapy, but that is still a debate we are working on to ensure that they decriminalize suicide. It is not a criminal offense. For somebody to come to that stage where he or she wants to leave us, then there's obviously a problem. Find what the problem is, help the person out, encourage her seeking behavior, and get the person to get help from the right people, the right places, and of course the right time, which of course that person is at that point in time. Thank you very much. You're listening to Doctors on Air with Dr. Pamela. And the winner goes to. And the winner goes to. The winner goes to. We're excited to announce that Bridge Clinic has been named the IVF Service Provider of the Year 2023 for the record sixth time at the just-concluded Nigeria Healthcare Excellence Awards. The award is a manifestation of our trusted quality management system backed by ISO certification and annual audit by Alexander Forbes. We have provided over 23 years of consistent service to Nigerians with the birth of 3,000 plus babies and still counting. Our success is based on a quality management system which ensures consistency in outcomes. To know more about our services, kindly chat with our representatives on WhatsApp number 0810-460-7791 or visit thebridgeclinic.com today to book an appointment. Hello? Hey, baby girl. Babe, remember that guy I gave you the gist about? Yes, I do. Hmm. I'm spending the weekend at his, so we're going to have to postpone our shopping plans. Wow. <laughs> Just be careful and play safe, dear. Trust me. You know I'll always ask my partner to run a better-to-know test. At MediCenter, our better-to-know assessment informs you and your partner about your sexual health. Do you want to know? WhatsApp the word STI to 0810-664-8871. You're listening to Doctors on Air with Dr. Pamela. Thank you, Dari, for coming on the program with us. Can you tell us what your mission is and why you started on it? All right, thank you so much um, for the question, Dr. Pamela. So, um, so the group is called ASACS. Um, started in 2017, and I started because I used to be personally suicidal and depressed. So as the start for the group, um, I mean, the idea was just to have a WhatsApp group um, called ASACS, as the name stands for Anti-Suicide and Depression Squad. And in over six hours, the group was filled up with about 250 people. You know, wow. Um, yeah, and so I was just like shocked as to what was going on. And so from there, I decided to reach out to a couple of professionals online. I was able to get support from like two. We had a few sessions on the island in Lagos, Nigeria. And then from there, we just grew over time. So right now, we have for this forum that has over 1,000 participants from different parts of the world. Um, we also have over 300 people in our WhatsApp community. We've been able to help over 2,000 people in the last six years. Um, we have mental... When you say help them, how? How do you help them? Okay, so what we do is we have the following activities, which I'm going to talk to you about. We have a team called Asad Listeners. So they are not mental professionals. They are mental first aiders. So what we do is we have a record system to keep track of cases. You know, maybe if someone is suicidal, someone is homosexual, or whatever it is that they are dealing with. And then we're able to use a couple of um, you know mental first aid tips to make sure that they are good. In extreme cases, are then referred to professionals that work with us. We have access to some of them that are local and foreign mental professionals that decide to support the cause 
um, basically. Then aside from that, we also have a free mental health training that happens every second Sunday of the month. And then we also have our virtual... Is that online? How do yeah, that's that? online. Okay, so, so what just happens, on we, social media. Okay, because as we're speaking now, I think you've mentioned a number of things people want to, you know, people who are listening, they want to join in with. First things first, yes. you know, the fact that you're doing this, is there a, a, a way that if people want to support you financially or whatever, is there a number they can call? Yes, there is. Um, you can also check our website. There are numbers they can call if they want to support um, as well if people are led to. But once they go to our Instagram page at Asad underscore ADS, there's a GoFundMe if you want. Just join the Telegram community, basically. Okay. I know, I know what I'm about to say might not it's not um, something that people will believe. I think people should join our event to see what we do for this. But don't just support me because I said see what we do. Have an experience with what we okay, do. Okay, so that's the next one is how can we um join your how how can anybody wants to you know join your mental health day or something? How how can they link up with you? So they can also just check our social media handles, right? It's not easy to get into the team because when you deal with stuff like this, people are not serious. So I'm very strict about our processes to join that. People just to volunteer. You will sign a form that will take you almost 30 minutes. You'll still be interviewed. And you still have to go through a series of processes before you get in, basically. Because, you know, you're dealing with people's mental Just like Dr. Me said, every 40 seconds, someone is dying. We need people that are serious about the cause. We are very structured. We work virtually. Our volunteers are in different parts of the world. We have different speakers come from different parts of the world and over 150 people join in. But so, yeah, so the major focus is the free mental training that happens every second Sunday, our physical and virtual support group session that happens now. For this support group, everyone signs a non-disclosure agreement. What that means is that whatever we say in those sessions cannot be said outside. We're very strict about those things. We keep our records so that people oh, feel that's safe. Great. That's yes. Great. Yes. You know, that's, that's important. So if anybody is out there, they're feeling low, they're feeling down, they're saying, you know, this anti-suicide, anti-depression squad, you know, something, something, something that, you, you know, they think might pick them up. How can they reach out to you? So just go to www.assads.com.ng or check our social media page, either LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Click the link on the bio. You can join the Telegram community or click the SADS um, initial contact form. So you fill that form and someone from the team will reach out to you. Um, basically, you also have access to the mental professional. Those are paid services. You don't collect money. You just reach out to the mental professionals and you reach out to them. We're also going to be having an event. Um, this time, days from now, right? Just telling people, um, we're going to call it the therapist. Let people know and connect to therapists, basically, um, as well. So people can still sign up. Yeah. Now, this is personal. I want to ask you setting yes. up this group, setting up this team, working, you know, to help others. How has that affected your own mental state? Health state? I'm, not going, I'm not going to lie to you. It's It's been crazy. Um, I work, I'm currently in a noble. I'm a, a center manager here in oncology as a project manager. Um, and it's a whole lot, especially when you are not paying people. But um, my faith is a big part of what I do. God has always provided. We've never applied for foreign grants, you know, just doing it. I'm just more concerned about people getting help. I know what it's like to be in that dark space, and I just want to help you. I like using my five loaves of bread and two fishes, and I've seen what God has done, like, I share some testimonies. It doesn't even make human sense. 
So it's been tiring. People have come, people have gone. People use us. You know, everyone wants a jackpot. They need a reference letter, so they just come here. They're not serious. Um, you know, you invest so much time in training people, and then they leave. You know, the new people come in and all of that. So it's been a struggle, but we've, we've still been pushing through regardless, um, basically. So, yeah. How old are you? Well, I'm 30. 30. Okay. Okay. No, I think I think I think it's very commendable what you're doing, and I want to encourage people to reach out and you know look at what you're doing. Going to the Instagram, LinkedIn, and your website, and 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 um, join you. Particularly all those young people out there. I think anybody who can make a difference in their own lives or in other people's lives should do so. Dr. Maimuna. we have yeah. um, some people talking. Uh, you know, we had something called about something called copycat suicide. What's that? So, yeah, copycat suicide, which is also known as wither effect, is, is an imitative suicidal behavior that occurs after exposure to another suicide. So, a publicly, you know, um, reported case of somebody who is influential, is celebrity, and then, you know, you now see people now, you know, are going to take who am I when this person could do this and you know this person did that and you know and where the movie plays a very significant role. One of the major preventive um, factors for managing or preventing suicide is media to report suicide cases responsibly. Responsibly in the sense that you don't have to say um that's why he went to Yasekira shop, police at 57 Mushin Street. Those are just those details are too deep, you know. Because if this person, if you say who the person was, where the person lives, and where the person went to get um, the um, the um, weapon, we're using a very common Nigerian insecticide we have this day, which is not usually the case, but you know, that name has just been, I'm just wondering how the company is dealing with all that damage control is you know you are also exposing a lot of people that are sitting on the fence and so they now know where to go know how to assess it and so reporting suicide cases responsibly is a, is a very important role that the media must take in three years ago i think no before covid happened we did a media training for uh how to report suicide cases responsibly and a lot of newspaper online offline blogs came in for us to train them so it's very good and what diary is doing is great uh because we need a lot of diaries in our space why do we need a lot of diaries diaries in our space in the mental ecosystem we can't do it alone we need a lot of people that can help us the advocates you know um experts you know partners and you know and these are the courses that people should actually pay attention to support them with time, support them with uh, money and all that. When, when he talked about us, I had to go to my mail. I said, I think I've seen that mail because not all, all my mails that come is not me that handle them. So I said, yeah, they won't send that they have something to do. But of course, one thing or the other keeps coming. You know, and, and I'm volunteer for quite a number of organizations. I will have a tour free line, all 8,000 speak out. Is working, it's active as it is right now. Uh, we have a, a Friday 3 to 5 p.m. that people work in for free and then receive, you know, we have group sessions and talk about and give people free therapy. So we need people to support courses like that, you know. 
come in, pay anonymously, or you can even tell you tell us your name. And you say, I'm paying for 20 people, I'm paying for 50 people for free therapy. When they finish, we gather the report and give you, of course, without their names, unless it's concert or they, they are open to talk about their testimonials and share with you. So we need more Nigerian because my mantra has always been normalizing mental conversations by building a culture of compassion. Because when that is done, it's easy for us to speak up and speak up. It's easy for us to seek for help when and if we need it. And also, it's easy for us to encourage help seeking behaviors. So people can get help from the right places, the right people, and of course, the right time. Thank you very much. So back to you, Dari. You don't have much time left. You said how you encourage people to seek help. Do you have any last words for our listeners around the area of seeking help? Yes, um, I think this program is very innovative. And, uh, I just want to encourage anyone listening that can sad, societal, or maybe they would like to even join the platform. Uh, please, just, just reach out. You know, do not take your life. There's so much you have to do. There's so much offer that you have to this world. There's a reason why you were born at this time to do something. Please speak out. Reach out to platforms. Please feel free to reach out to us. If you want to volunteer, you can. You can also just follow us. Join our free events and just get the help that you need. Please do not take your life. And um, I wish you all the best, basically. So, yeah. Thank you so much. I think that was very important. Dr. Mumuna, do you have any last words for our listeners? Yeah. So, there no matter the challenges you are in, no matter the thing. Just know that they're not alone. They're all in this together. There are options to sustain our life. So please seek help. Encourage anybody that is in your circle to also seek help even when they need it. Because together we are creating hope through these collective actions. Thank you very much. Doctors on Air with Dr. Pamela.